Hello and welcome to Youthful Catholics, a podcast of two girls who love Jesus, the saints, and building the kingdom. We know that it can be very hard as young Catholics living in a post-Christian world. Our hope is that we can be a source of encouragement and light to help you become a saint. We are so glad that you are here and welcome to the family. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's been so long since we've had an episode. And so this is Grace, of course, but Talia is off at net. Um, So I have another co-host with me today, and this is my friend, Leslie. Hi. Yes. <laughs> so we, I think Talia and I had talked about Leslie in, um, in an episode before, Uh but, Leslie, do you just want to give a little introduction of yourself? Um, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Leslie. I go to school with Grace. We're kind of best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else? <laughs> I love oh, Jesus. I think you're good. I think that I just wanted you to lay out a little preface of who you were. Um, so, yes, she had listened to the podcast before. And when I knew that Talia was going up to net, it was kind of like, hey, Leslie would be the perfect sub. But I don't really know if you're a sub because it might be permanent. We don't know what the future holds. We're just doing this. This is, like, it has been so long since we've... I've wanted to record a new podcast episode for so long. But life has been so busy between Talia going off to net and, um, like, our senior year starting. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty crazy. And I started cheerleading, which I love. But it's just, like really exhausting so um but all good things because uh you know the future holds really good things so hopefully um there will be more youthful youthful catholics episodes in the future so today's episode uh the theme is the joy of being authentically yourself because i think that so often, um, it's just been a big issue in our world and in our society to try and be like someone else or like this other image or like this other thing. And we lose sight of who we're actually called to be by God, and that is saints, but we're called to be saints in our own way. So before we get into that, um, we're going to do our, we, or our song and God moments. So Leslie, what is your favorite song right now? Um, so I actually couldn't narrow it down to one. I have two favorite songs. Yeah, I couldn't um, narrow it down to one either, so don't worry. <laughs> the first one is Brand New by Kobe James. Um, I don't know. It's just how I felt, like, after Kairos. I felt like a brand new person, like my soul. Well, there's a, there's a line that says, like, my soul got a fresh coat of paint. And that's kind of like, ooh. Um, and so I was reminded of that one. And then the second one is God Be by Chris Renzema. Um I had a big feeling, like, a, I had a feeling that one of your songs <laughs> was going to be by Chris, because I know how much you love him. I don't know, it's just, like, I, like, like, the Lord is all that I want, and so, like, I feel like this song, this song kind of, <laughs> it's just, it's just that, like, I don't know. Like yeah, that. yeah, literally every day, pretty much, we come into school, and Leslie's, like, She's got a Chris Renzema song in her head, so I'm not surprised. Um, for me, I would probably say it was hard to choose. I've had a lot of favorite songs recently. I've listened to a lot of worship recently. Um, 
But it'd probably have to be something by Damascus worship. And uh. if you don't know, yeah, if you don't know who Damascus is, they are like a, I don't exactly know, like a, uh, well, they started the Catholic Youth Summer Camp and they're in Ohio. And we had our Kairos retreat there yeah. and mm-hmm. um, in December. And it was really awesome. So we pretty much love Damascus since then. And they also have like an album. They have like a missionary program. So they have a lot of different stuff that they do. But anyways, my favorite song right now, um, that's hard. Like I said, I really like, um, I like Hero by uh, Seth from Damascus. But actually the song isn't like on their uh, album. It's like by Song Lab. But that's a good song. And then, um, I don't know. I like We Draw Near. I like Awake yes. My Soul. Those are all such good songs. Yeah, or I believe. They're all really good. I love them all. It's it's a hard tie. So, um, what about your God moment, Leslie? <sighs> My God moment. Well, the first thing you can mind is like talking about Kairos. But, um, I don't know, like, I can't just narrow one thing down from Kyra. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my God moment, actually, there's one recently. I have been listening to just, like, worship music for the last, I don't know, like, three months. And so, I listened to, like, one of the, the songs that you listen to. called Make It To Me. Um, and there's a line, and it just says, keep your head up and make it to me and I was like oh my gosh like Jesus has talked to me the entire time like this is a song I really really liked a couple of years ago um and so like I guess like with my new perspective on things I like listen to it and I was like oh my like what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like just a little reminder like um that like the Lord has always been with me. He is always by my side. Um, and like, yeah, like even in the hard time, I've got to like keep my head up and just just make it to him. So. That's so good. I like that. I'll have to listen to that song. Who's the song by? It's by Sam Smith. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not like a Christian song, but like no. you made it into that. Yeah. like That's beautiful. Yeah. So. I feel like God's really good. Well, God could speak through anything, right? But, like, I love when you listen to, like, a secular song and then, like, you feel like God speaks to you through that and you're just like, whoa, like, I see you. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's your God moment? So, again, I feel like you, there's been a lot lately. It's hard when we haven't recorded a podcast in so long and, like, I feel like I need to catch up any listeners on, like, my whole life lately, but that's really hard because it's been a long time. Um. But I would say one specific, one particular thing that had kind of has, it happened like yesterday actually, but it has stemmed from a grace that I've been given. And so I TA for our campus minister um, at our school and we get like a, well, not we get, but like he, he when I first started TAing for him, he said how we should, um, like he want us to spend like 20 minutes in the chapel during our TA hour, and when he first said that, I was like, oh, 20, like, I don't know, it was kind of hard for me, and it's, it's weird to think about as a person who, like, 
likes to pray and who loves God. But like that was hard. So I was like 20 minutes out of my school day when like I could be doing schoolwork in his office. Um, but and it's been a struggle sometimes. It's been really a, a lot of a gift sometimes. But yesterday I was sitting in the chapel um, and it was happened. The Jesus happened to be exposed in the monstrance because of the week it was. And Leslie knows this, but I mean, yeah. other people won't. But anyways, he's exposed in the monstrance. And I love that just because it, it, it's easier for me to like actually see Jesus rather than him being in the tabernacle. So I really was just praying. And um, I realized that like my passion is just I want people to know how good life can be with God because like life is so good with God and I can't imagine just living my life. And I think it's without him. I think it's so sad that so many people live their lives and just think like, that's it. Like, this is all I have to live for. When it's like, you have Mm -hmm. so much more you could be living. Life can be so abundant and full and good with God. And I just realized, like, I prayed with that. Like, this is my passion. This is what I want, Lord. And so, um, then to skip to driving to cheer practice after school, I take another um, teammate to practice. And I just kind of started talking to her because people um some people had just left for another kairos retreat and i was telling her like i just don't understand why some people don't want to go on this retreat like it makes me so sad like why would you not just want to experience it and um we ended up having this really good conversation just about like i just kind of poured my heart out about why i love god and why God is so important in my life and it really blew my mind I think the Holy Spirit was definitely working through me because like normally I'd be scared to do that like this this um particular teammate isn't isn't like me and Leslie like she's not into her faith so for me to just start talking about my faith and like open up about why my faith is so important to me that was like weird for me but um yeah I definitely think the Holy Spirit was working there because that was such a God moment to like be able to do that. And, um, you know, who knows what, what, I don't know what she was thinking. Maybe she was like this, I need to, maybe she was thinking, I want to get out of this car. Now this person is too Jesus-y, but like she knows me. And so anyways, that was my God moment. (laughs) That was so beautiful. Like, I feel like it's like hard to talk about faith in general, but like the fact we're able to open that yeah that's so cool I like that so yeah <laughs> it really I mean that is not something that I'm always I mean sometimes I'm like that but other times I get a little afraid so that was I don't know I think God had a definitely had a plan there so I'm gonna start getting into the actual you know lesson I guess I guess I shouldn't say lesson <laughs> the theme um with a bible passage and this is a pretty long Bible passage, but it's a really good one. It is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 through um, like 26. But we should probably read the part after 26 too, because it's pretty good. I just don't want to keep reading and keep reading. Anyways, now the body is not a single part, but many. If a foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. Or if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it does not for this reason belong any less to the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? 
If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God placed the parts, each one of them, in the body as he intended. If they were all one part, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor again the head to the feet, I do not need you. Indeed, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are all the more necessary, and the those parts of the body that we consider less honorable we surround with greater honor and our less presentable parts are treated with greater propriety whereas our more presentable parts do not need this but god has so constructed the body as to give greater honor to a part that is without it so that there may be no division in the body but that the parts may have the same concern for one another if one part suffers all the parts suffer with it if one part is honored all the parts share its joy so, I feel like that is just so, so, like, needs to be unpacked. But I also feel like it's all, it explains for itself because yes. we all, like, we know what it's talking about. We know how, like, if we are the body of Christ in the church, then it's pretty obvious that, like, it's saying we, we need to be all different parts. We have different gifts. Um, and I think that that's so beautiful, not only, like, reflecting on it, at, from the point of view of like everyone united in the church but everyone mm-hmm. just uniquely um like created to be their own person yeah um I actually like when was this it was like a couple of months ago I kind of had like a revelation um that like well the lord is good obviously but like he so he creator right he created the world he created like everything beautiful and good and that he looked at you know the world and like i i need you grace like i need a you so he made you like (laughs) completely and utterly unique thank you probably jim um (laughs) yes he made you like completely and utterly unique with like his own plan for you Mm -hmm. um and like I don't know, I think that's so beautiful, and it's, like, well, if I have, like, my own plan, and, like, my own path that, like, God wants to put me on that God has for me, um, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, that fullness, or, like, the fullness that I was created for, if I'm trying to live out another path, right. like, a path that wasn't made for me, um, which... I, don't know, I think I think it like relates to the reading because like a lot of times I feel like we like don't like we, we want to be someone else mm-hmm. but like God made you for you like he like he made you with a specific purpose and I think that's like hard um to grasp sometimes um and hard for people to understand especially like with the pressures um and, like, the standards that society has. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think for me, like, it's really hard because a lot of times I see other things that people get to do um, or, like, people are called to. And I get, like, jealous of just, like, like, why are they called to that? And, like, that's not what I'm called to. Like, I want to do that. Or, like, I want to be like that. Um and it's one it's one story when it's like out in the world and it's about like looks but it's a whole nother when it's like a, in in the church 
and you're looking at like things that God has given other people because you feel like sometimes it's kind of like like why am I not called to that but this reading perfectly like describes it like they're meant to be the hands and you're meant to be like the arm like you you have a different purpose than them and it doesn't mean you're less important it doesn't mean that just because they're out doing something um and you're not out like making a direct impact or just something like that like you are not you are still so important to the church and god still has a purpose for you and if you just give up that purpose then the body can't function the way it's supposed to and i think it's sad that so many people um whether it's in the church or whether it's outside of the church, are looking at other things and saying, that's what I want to be, that's what I want to do. And then, so they're striving for it. And they're not, they're not ever reaching their full potential or their full happiness because you can't be happy when you're trying to be someone else that you can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also causing, um, well, if it's like in the church, they're causing the body of the church to just not be itself, like its fullness. Like, obviously, God, you know, God takes care of things. He's not going to. But, like, you know, we all need to work together and do our part to um, do our part that God is calling us to, to be united. Yeah. When you were were talking, it reminded me of yesterday. Uh, So, for Kairos, uh, there's, like, lots of stuff behind the scenes that, like, I guess I Kairos um and one of the things I'm pretty sure Grace was doing I don't I think you were doing you were like making the folders mm-hmm. um and they were like they were just like was in the campus minister's office uh and I was like hey is there anything I can do and he's like oh yeah you could like make up these things and I like kind of had like this moment of like wait like there are people who actually like do this I thought that I, I feel like I thought that they just, like, were bought like that. They just came like that. But um, kind of like what you're saying, like, how everyone has a purpose, or otherwise things won't function. Like, if there wasn't people, if there weren't people to make, like, the folders, then mm-hmm. you wouldn't have folders. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, like, and that's just this, the same way with, like, like you were saying, like, the body of the church right like if you don't have certain people like teaching mm-hmm. then you're not going to be taught mm. um, yeah. that's a really uh, good thought just like we can't all be one thing because otherwise like nothing else would get done like we can't all be missionaries because then there won't be people um in the church offices or in like the school's here teaching like we can't we all have different callings and that's for like a a beautiful purpose and um I think it's also important to like like you were um talking about uh like we all have a different purpose and that's when we're going to reach our fullest potential like everybody everybody well not everybody knows this but my like my one of my passions is just like you're meant to be a saint like that's what you're made for and we can't reach sainthood if we're well I mean I'm, I'm assuming we can't I don't, I don't know who gets to heaven or doesn't but like if we're not like fully living out the plan that God had for us and that's going to be unique from other people's that's going to be different living our lives and being who we're meant to be and um 
Like, it's just so beautiful because you look at, like, all the different people and all, like, the different saints, and they were all so different and had such different gifts, and um, Leslie's, like, smiling at me because I, uh, we, you know, we had a discussion on this before, and our priest was talking about this before, but, like, all the saints are so different in such beautiful ways, and they help different people in such beautiful ways, and I just can't help but think of that. It's, like, if they were... I mean, I, I feel like I'm stealing Leslie's thunder because she was going to talk about this. No. But, like, if, if they were all the same, then, like, there wouldn't be all these good things that have gotten done. And, like, we need the individuality. And, like, we need who you were called to be as a unique person. Like, we need Leslie's gifts that she's called to. And we need mine that I was called to. And we aren't meant to be the same person. We're not meant to do the same things. Um, so... Oh, <laughs> no, I like, you like, um, preface what I want to say, um, yeah, one of the, our priest who, like, talked about this, he used, uh, JP2 and Mother Teresa as, like, an example of how, like, they're both such strong figures in the church, and, like, they've both done so much good, but they're so different, like, their purposes were different, but it doesn't make, like, like, you can't compare them, mm-hmm. um, like, you can't say one is better than the other because, like, their work was different. Um, and so, uh, Grace, to me, is, like, JP2 to Mother Teresa because uh, Mother Teresa, like, she she served. She was a missionary. Um, and, that, I mean, I also want to be a missionary. She, and she's also my patron saint, so, like, mm. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, JP2 was Pope, so uh, he, he was, like, the head of the church, the leader of the church. Um, he, yeah, he was our leader. He was a leader. So he had to like write all these encyclicals and like letters and like kind of like almost like the behind the scene job mm-hmm. uh, or the behind the scene like works. That's what he was doing. But like, so that like it doesn't matter. Or it, 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 oh, what am I trying to say? Like, <laughs> like, even though their jobs or, like, what they were called to was so different, they impacted the world so much, like, separately and together because they were, you know, pretty good friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was just something. <laughs> I love that. I think it's cool that, like, you mentioned that because I didn't, like, um, she's your patron saint. And, like, Pope John Paul II is my patron saint, but we do share a birthday. So, it's kind of like, there is a whole, like, you know, roundabout connection there. Um, But, yeah, it is so cool, because they did, they obviously had pretty drastically different lives, but they still both became great saints, and we don't look at, like, you said, like, we don't look at them and say one's better than the other, because you can't. So, why are we sitting here in our lives thinking, oh, well, that person is doing more work for God than I am, or that person's doing better than I am. Like, when we don't look at the saints like that, like, as long as we're living our lives and doing what God has called us to do, we are doing, wait, we're, like, we're doing good. We're doing God's will, and that means that we're, um, like, we're on our, the way to sainthood if we follow God's will, and that's going to be different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, so this is all, like, relating to the church, which is extremely important. But it's also important to think about this, like, in the terms of daily life. Because when we have, or, like, secular life. 
because we have social media and social media can be really hard when you look at other people's lives and I mean obviously we're no stranger to the fact that like it causes depression and anxiety like the rates have gone up through social social media and stuff because you see these people's lives and like why can't mine look like that why can't I have like that body or all these other things like why can't I have that and it just leaves us in so much like pain but what if you like how often do we actually look back at our own lives with gratitude and realize what we have and like realize how people might be looking at our lives and if we just had gratitude with our in our own lives and stopped looking at other people's lives then like we could be so much happier I think yeah wait okay that actually brings me to two things um one thing uh so I heard this on Kairos from I don't remember who who said it but they said like comparison is the thief of joy um and so that's been something for me personally like whenever I feel like I'm starting to like compare myself or I'm starting to like feel jealous I just like say that and the feeling automatic like almost automatically goes away it's like oh like I don't need to compare. Uh, I know you also have like a really cool kind of like quote. About I do. Her. When I um, when I went to Kairos, um, I went to confession and the priest was like, he told me how like to compare is to despair, and I I'd always heard comparison is the thief of joy, which it's true, but to compare is to despair is kind of like my new one because, to like no one wants to despair, no one wants to feel that, and so like there's nothing you can change by comparing yourself to others yes oh wait what was the other thing <laughs> yes yeah, all right I was yeah no I want I want I didn't want to steal your thunder with like your with your thing but oh my goodness that thing I thought it was really good in my head no oh, no I'm so sorry oh no 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 it's gonna come back it's gonna come back okay Talking about like, yeah, I just, come back. I just like, and even when it comes to like the secular world, if it's not about, like, not everyone's gonna see it from a Christian perspective of like being a saint, but you're always gonna be suffering more if you're just looking at other people's lives and all that they have when you could be like working on yourself and trying to be the person that like you love to be. Like, for example, I, I've i really learned to be comfortable with myself. I'm a goofy person who loves the color yellow, who dances and sings and sometimes embarrasses herself. And, like, I'm comfortable in who I am because that's who I like to be. Like, if, like what if... I think so many people are just living this life of trying to please and be like others, and they're not happy with who they are. Mm-hmm. But it's like why are you trying why are you searching for all this like you're not coming any closer to who you are and you're not being who you want to be and I'm happy because I feel comfortable with myself but if you are always like comparing you're not going to feel comfortable with yourself with your life and you're not going to be happy with who you are oh that's like a really um really good point I I used to like okay I would say I used to be like addicted to being sad like just in that state of just like sadness <laughs> I don't know um but a couple of months ago and Kairos had like a huge impact on this on me um like I don't know I kind of just decided I don't want to be sad anymore 
Like, mm-hmm. I want to actually be happy. I don't want to, like, fake being happy or, like, fake being joyful. But I actually want to be that. And so I, like, uh, started to change, like, my habits and, like, the things I do. Um, I, like, deleted TikTok and Snapchat and, like, um, but, like, reflecting back, it was, like, early this month, I was reflecting back on, like, I don't know, just how my life has been, had been going, and I couldn't remember, like, the last time I was, like, genuinely sad, like, mm. I've been happy and content, I remember the other thing, <laughs> I was, like, happy and content, um, with my life, and, like, just genuinely, like, happy, um, yay, that's so good, praise the Lord for that, um, but the other thing I remember, so, it's a quote by Socrates, and it's, uh, it goes, how does it go, it's, like, the secret to happiness is not in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to, um, enjoy less, Oh, and so, when you were I think it was when you were talking about like like wanting like well other people like wanting this or like wanting that and just like not being happy with themselves that's like what it reminded me of um I think for me like that that runs so true like in my life because I feel like I had become really materialistic Mm -hmm. um and so like being able to just accept less like accept the fact that like I don't need to like have I don't need to be like as holy as um grace perhaps (laughs) like I I don't like I don't need or like I don't need to have like these huge like god moments or like these these huge like um signs or like like I don't need to have that um but what I do need to is like appreciate and enjoy what the Lord has given me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's also why I've just been really happy like these last <laughs> these last couple that's of months. So good. Yeah, I'm so glad. Like, <laughs> I mean I do strive to be as holy as you grace. I really do. But <laughs> you I, do not need to listen, sister, we're in this together. <laughs> Um, but like it's not it's not coming from a place of jealousy it's coming from a place of like admiration mm. so that's something that also has changed my life well um, I appreciate that you call me holy that is that is like probably <laughs> the best compliment someone could get <laughs> um and I oh I was gonna say something oh I feel like it really all stems back to the whole like attitude of gratitude thing um because we've been given so much like it doesn't matter um like where our life is we're we're given even just given the gift of like breathing we were given so much and if we always look at what god has given others or what others have maybe it's not a very good thing but you know maybe it's like materialistic but we're like looking at that Mm -hmm. then we're never going to be satisfied but if we have gratitude with our own lives then like will always be satisfied to a certain extent because we'll be like I do have all this my life is good God is good to me and then you can be content in who you are and and, um the ways that God has has nourished you like the way that you need to be nourished for your life um I think that like if you're having trouble with gratitude um our youth minister said this he was like 
um, if you like people have also probably said this, but <laughs> I just remember saying this. Uh, if you like thank God, uh, oh wait, no, no, it was like it. It was like if you if you had everything today, you thank God for yesterday. Like, oh yes, I just like reflecting on like, like if I if I didn't thank God yesterday for like that, but if I am able to enjoy what I have and like be thankful to the Lord, like that he has blessed me with all of the wonderful things that I do have, it's easier to, to like, it's easier to be happy, you know, it's easier to just like, uh, to just like be able to live like your life, not in a state of like sadness or like jealousy. Yeah. It is so much easier to be joyful when you realize all that you have and you're not affected by what others have. And then when you see the gifts that God has given others on their path to sainthood, you praise him instead of be like, why isn't that me? Like that is that is how you you maintain the joy of the Lord because you're joyful in other people's victories. You're joyful in what other, yeah. God has given other people. And um, you should also be happy because this is like this is the building up of the church you're part of the body so it's your victory too because when the hand moves it's beneficial to the arm and like it's beneficial to the body to have every part working and functioning in the way it should be so you should be rejoicing that someone else is is doing good things or god has given them gifts because that is beneficial to you and that is beneficial to the unity of the church. When we work together towards the goal of sainthood for the way that God has created us to be saints, then it is good for the whole of the church. And that is just so beautiful. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I got so excited there. <laughs> I just like, the thing that comes to mind is like, we're all in this together. Yes. And that's yes. like, it's so true. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I don't know. You know, like, uh, the quote or like the saying, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, actually, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just put it out there. <laughs> no, but just like, <laughs> just like, I don't know, like, it just reminds you, like, the church reminds me of a family, right? And so, like, you kind of need, like, all of the parts of a family to make it, well, I don't want to say to make it work, but, like, to make it, um, like, work well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of touchy. But, like, because different, different, like, parts of the family, like, like, brings like the the nurturing side of things and like your father brings like the protectiveness and stuff um mm-hmm. and so like having that with the church um like having like different people with their different roles is gonna it's, it's what's gonna make the the body work just like how yeah. like yeah like you you kind of need your arm to 
to work your hand. Yeah. It's going to be kind of hard if you don't have your arm. And you want to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it. Um, have you seen Encanto yet? No, I was literally talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> so I saw it uh, a few weeks ago. And it made me think. I think this is pretty much what one of the talks at Kairos was about when um, Allie talked about Encanto. But that movie is so good about, like, showing you about, like, being yourself. And the whole, like, be yourself thing is so cliche. But there's a reason that it's cliche. There's a reason that it's said so many times. Because it's so important. Like, we don't all look the same for a reason. We don't all act the same for the reason. a reason. We don't, like... There's a reason we're all so unique and so different, and the reason that God has created us unique. He could have just created us all as all like the same person and so boring and like replaceable. Oh, when one person dies, oh, it's just a repeat. But no, like we were created for a time like this. We were created to be saints in our time, in our place, the way that God has created us to be. And that is so, so beautiful because there will never be like another me again. There will never be another you again, which means that we have to. We can't waste any time in our lives comparing our lives to others. We have to <laughs> use our time and our lives wisely to do what God is calling us to do. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got so I excited how there. How <laughs> you are. Um, it like reminds me of like okay, so we have this this calling and we have like what God has intended for our lives, but sometimes like we get off track yeah right like we we choose something that's not god's will we kind of just learned about this um, you're really pulling off religion class here aren't you (laughs) (laughs) um how like okay so say you choose you choose something that's not god's will like you make a decision and it's not god's will does it mean that like all hope is lost because Mm -hmm. the next choice you make like there's going to be an option for God's will like there's going to be an option for you like take that path um and I don't know that's like that's I never really thought about it like that like um I think that's just important for people like everyone to know that like okay I made a mistake but like I can still get on this track of like becoming who I'm meant to be like mm. it not all hope is lost like if you've if you've spent most of like your life like trying to like live there's like something or like be like someone else it's never like too late to to make the choice that like to make to make the choice towards god's will yeah um to become you know a better you and also uh the the phrase the best version of yourself comes to mind um Mm -hmm. and like I don't know I remember getting so upset when like we would watch Matthew Kelly and like he always (laughs) said every single time I hear that I hear Matthew (laughs) Kelly like that's not just him that said that but oh my goodness yes but like I, I I remember like just being so upset every time he said it I'm like no like I don't want to be the best version of myself (laughs) but now reflecting on like that it's like whoa yeah because the best version of myself is the one that God like 
creative for me. That's what God intended for me. And like, how can I? Well, I know how I can help. Oh my God, once, but um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like being the best version of yourself, being who you were made, or being, be, yeah, being the person created um, is going to give you like the most, the most authentic joy um, and the most authentic happiness. Yeah. But I'm also not saying that like, okay, being the person like you're meant to be isn't going to um, like have its difficulties because like that's life. Mm, but mm, yeah but yeah it's like I don't know and also I think like of like finding who you're meant to be or like listening to like okay god like who am I meant to be can be really hard but like I said before if you make if you make a choice that's not god's will don't lose hope <laughs> because it <laughs> is going to be another choice that is god's will uh yes you just brought so many thoughts to my head, so let's see if I can remember all of these. <laughs> the first one would be, yes, that is such an important message that, like, even if you kept choosing against God's will, you can still choose God's will. Like, he, he's such a merciful father. He doesn't give up on you and just go, oh, well, you didn't choose my will, so looks like you're not going to be a saint. Like, he doesn't do that to us. He's so good and loving to us. He always gives us another door open to to goodness and to his will and to being who he created us to be um another thing I was going to say was it's I think it can be like confusing so like if you look at someone else's joy or like you said you look at um well you call me holy but that's whatever um (laughs) um, (laughs) if you look at that and there's a difference between saying like I wish that was me or in saying, I'm gonna try and be like that, and you you are you kind of you kind of point that out like you don't you're not jealous of it you admire it, and we need to find that line of, I'm jealous because that person has that joy that I don't have, or between or, like we need to find that line between that and that person has joy I want that, mm-hmm. but we're gonna find joy in different ways, like you may find joy being a missionary and going and serving others and I may not find the fullest joy with that because that's not what I'm called to do Uh so your joy isn't going to come from doing what those people are doing that's giving them joy your joy is going to come from um being who you're meant to be and I think that like this whole message you, you can be like yeah sure but how well it really just stems back to prayer to talking to God and asking God who are you calling me to be? Where are you calling me to love others and to um, to do what you have called me to do? Yeah, you like uh, like the audio got delayed a little bit, but I got. Oh it no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, prayer is like powerful, y'all. It is so powerful. Yeah. Um, Amen. <laughs> and. I think I think prayer is like probably the biggest contribution to like find well no I know it's the biggest contribution to like the genuine joy and happiness I feel now because like yeah I know I, I feel like I know who I was made to be you know like I know I'm a 
spoil for me is you're not gonna know until like he reveals it to you and I'm gonna reveal it to you most likely through prayer I would say at least that's like what's happened to me um and uh I feel like for a lot of people it could get it could be really hard to pray Mm. but the best part about prayer is that like you can make it like so unique to you like there are so many different ways to pray it is like <laughs> I don't know I get <laughs> I get so filled with joy like thinking about like the different ways to pray um like I don't know just to name a couple just to name a few uh, I recently got a new bible <laughs> so like scripture is a way to pray and also you know father Mike has a pretty good podcast Mm-hmm. to read the bible mm-hmm. um, listening to podcasts or listening to worship music or just simply like going to adoration and like sitting in the presence of our lord um that is also like extremely powerful like ex- an extremely powerful um way to pray like just mm-hmm. like being in his presence and just like just opening yourself up to him i don't know it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's such a gift. Any? Oh, are you going to keep talking? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like, that's also a beautiful thing about our journey um, with Christ is, like, it's not, like, prayer is the same thing for everyone. Like, everyone experiences different things in prayer. Everyone has, I mean, like... God speaks to us through different things in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, like, God is just so powerful and almighty that, like, he knows how to get to our hearts. He knows the way that's going to work for us. And that's why we can't put, um, put ourselves into a box of, like, who we are or who, like, we're trying to be. We can't, like, create a box and go, okay you have to be put in this box because that's who you have to be. Like, no, when we, when we let go of those borders, those walls, and just let God break them open, that's when we become who we're meant to be because you can't have expectations. You just have to let God, like, come in and, and speak to your heart and get to your heart the way, only, the way that he knows how. And I think really finding your identity is rooted in the fact, rooted in, in the, the truths. Like, I'm a daughter of God and that I'm loved by him and that I'm known by him and seen by him. And those are true for everyone. And then once you know those, and once you come to God with those, then it's kind of like, okay, what are the special things that you've given me, the special things that you've called me to? And sometimes I, this is kind of like a different area, but still similar. Um, I struggle with the fact that like God loves me in a personal way. Because I'm like, but God, like, you love everyone else, too. You know, like, how does this work? So I I really was praying with this in the chapel the other day, and I felt like God was like, I love you personally because, well, first of all, he's God. He can can do things that our our minds can't wrap around, right? But he's like, I love you because I've created you as grace. And I, like, I know who you are. I like your, who you are. And I love you because you're you. And, like, it wasn't, like, he doesn't love me because I'm trying to be like anyone else. He loves me because he's, it's me, and he's called me to do these things, and because he has a plan for me, and he loves me because of that. He, well, he loves me because 
he loves me. I don't know. I feel like my mind's all over the place. But, like, it's, I'm a unique person, and that's, like, part of the reason it's, it's a unique love. Because I'm loved, I feel his love in different ways. <laughs> I, I hope that kind of made sense. Oh, no, I said it makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to the um, listeners as well. Yeah. But uh, your whole thing about, like, not being in a box, like, not trying to, like, force yourself to be in this box that, like, oh, yeah, like, this is what I'm made for. And I'm just going to stay in this box. But, like, actually letting God, like, break down those walls um, takes me to, like, one of my favorite songs, God Be. <laughs> Christmas, Emma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, um, there's a line that goes, "Through the joy of letting go, I found my peace. I found, my, I found my home." Um, and so, like, I don't know. It just like it came to my brain when you were talking <laughs> because, like, that is like something that's. I think sometimes hard to fathom is that like there are two things in this world like the things we can control and the things we can't and I feel like people get those things crossed a lot but for the things that we can't control it's like we just have to like choose to trust that God like God has it like God will provide um which is not an easy thing to do don't get me wrong it's not an easy thing but like you just gotta like let go of like i don't know you just gotta let go (laughs) yeah yeah amen just gotta let go (laughs) just gotta just gotta let like i don't know all the things that are just like making you or like holding you back from your fullest potential um and I think that, like, if anyone were to do, like, an actual examination of themselves, like, they would kind of recognize, like, what are those things in my life that are keeping me away from God, that are keeping me from being, like, who I'm meant to be. Um, for me, that was, like, TikTok. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> um, but, like, I already talked about that. Um I don't know. I feel like, like, taking your walls down or, like, letting your walls be broke, your walls, letting your walls be broken by the Lord, it's, it's really scary. Um, but, like Chris said, this, it's, like, the joy, the joy of letting go, like, you find all these great things. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You just gotta, like, trust God, like trust that he will provide yeah um, and you know coming coming a little bit back to our circle here of you I think that you like build the trust uh, through prayer <laughs> yeah like because like um I don't know like prayer you you get to build uh a relationship with God I, I feel like we've already said this but uh it's so important to touch on it again. <laughs> like being in relationship with God uh, is gonna do like wonders. It's gonna help you figure out who you were made to be, um, and also just like build being that trust that like 
God is going to be there and he's going to provide. Um, yeah, pray, 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 pray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think one last point that like, came to my mind was, I was going to say like in high school, but I really feel like it's just all throughout your life. You try to identify with like a certain group of people or like your sport or like things you do and then you end up feeling empty because you just you can't always like for the rest of your life you can't just be the person that plays an instrument you can't just be the person that plays basketball or tennis or anything that's not your identity and in this world we get so um like so caught up in thinking that these are our identities when it's like who are you it's like well I'm a basketball player keep thinking about basketball but I don't even play basketball (laughs) but like I I'm a cheerleader I I uh you know I'm a in a certain club but like that's not your identity that's not who you are that's what you do and there's such a definite such a difference between who you are and what you do I guess there isn't really when it comes to like your vocation but I mean like it's different in the world but it's like you are not defined by the material things you do and like that's not your identity and that's not authentically who you are it's a part of you but it's not authentically who you are and that's when we get lost that um what just saying that um makes me think about like grades um or like like failures um like I know for me personally like when I don't do well in like for example an AP calc test um <laughs> I kind of like beat myself up but um I feel like you I feel like you were the one who like reminded me that like it's just I don't know it's just a grade or something but like no it's literally it's just a grade it's like my my grade on that test isn't who I am and just because maybe I perceive it as a failure like it doesn't that stuff that label failure isn't me mm, and like god not. also doesn't um see me as like what i did yeah i think that's like such a strong thing to to know is that like you aren't what you do yeah yeah no i agree i feel like this is a good place to end because it's getting getting kind of long but it was a good really good discussion and if you have anything else yeah. to add feel free to add it i, <laughs> I don't think I, I think that it was like all all of my input on being you being yeah yeah i feel like the roundabout thing is just go to god and and help like you don't have to figure out who you are alone and i don't think you should I think that'd be a bad road to go down if you were just trying to figure out who you are by yourself. Go to God and ask him, like, who it is that he wants you to be and who it is that, like, you are to him. And that's where you'll find the joy in your identity. That's when you find who you are authentically. And that's when you find the joy of being authentically you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love that. The snaps. (laughs) So... Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Youthful Catholics. And it dawned on me that um, the intro to The Youthful Catholics is still Talia. So she's still with us. She's still part of the episode in some way. So um, 
thank you so much for joining me leslie and hopefully you'll be with me for other episodes and um we just hope that you have a wonderful and blessed week